Welcome back, Aspire Leaders. This is The Failure Files with my good friend and teach better teammate, Dave Schmidow, as he shares a story about failure and how he was at rock bottom until he learned a very valuable lesson within his failure. So can't wait for you to hear his story. But before we begin, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Toddle. And Toddle is an all-in-one teaching and learning platform used by over 40,000 educators around the world. If you want to learn more, head over to toddleapp.com and you can see the many features that are offered in this wonderful platform. Now, Toddle had a wonderful event and it was called the School Leaders Bootcamp. Now, it happened in March, but if you want to get access to the many fantastic presentations, head over to the show notes and get your free pass. There's a bit.ly link. Just click on it. Um, If you want, you can head over to joshtamper.com on my main page there. You can also get your free pass to the recording and catch all of those amazing presentations by leaders across the globe. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Now, as you know, the Failure Files project is to learn about different experiences that leaders have gone through where they learned a very valuable lesson, and it was a lesson only learned through failure. So, Dave, I just want to hear about an experience that you've gone through where you learned something through failure. Failure, huh? Oh, man, where do I begin? You know, I, I used to be a leader who thought my responsibility was to have all the answers for all the people all the time. As, a, as an educator, I grew up thinking that the students expected me to have all the answers to everything. When a kid would raise their hand and ask a question, I felt like I always had to have the answer, whether I did or not. If I didn't, I would just make something up. As a, a early administrator, building administrator, assistant principal, principal, athletic director, even when I got up into central office, I always felt like when people came to me with questions, I was supposed to provide answers. Or even when people didn't come to me with questions, I was supposed to be the smartest one in the room. I jokingly tell people I was more focused on creating itty bitty schmitties than creating amazing individuals. Last name named Schmitto, you know, itty bitty schmitties. I just wanted people to to be like me, to think like me, to to think that my way was the right way. Well, it, it was working fine for me for a while, at least on the outside. Worked my way through my career to the point where in 2014, I was named the Michigan Administrator of the Year. And I thought, oh, it's because I have all the answers to all the things. When in reality, it was it was all a show. You know, there, there'd been people that, some, that had nominated me. I went through the application process and promoted myself as this amazing educator and ended up getting the award. That award allowed me to then uproot my family and move across the country for the first time and go to Florida to become a turnaround principal. And in that time as a turnaround principal, I thought, I'm Dave Schmidow. I've got all the answers. I created all these itty bitty schmitties. All I have to do is rinse and repeat everything that I did at my schools up in Michigan, and I'll find amazing success at this turnaround school in Florida. Well, all of my schools in Michigan had been suburban or, or rural schools where people looked like me. They they talked like me. They, again, copied me in all things. The school I was entrusted to, to serve in Florida was not like that at all. I was I was an outlier in almost every walk and talk of life. I was the Yankee coming in to, to save the school. I was the, 
the guy that didn't look like people, didn't talk like the, the people that were there. And I truly had no idea what I was up against. But again, I'm Dave Schmetto. I've got all the answers. We fast forward two months into the job. I had a mutiny on my hand. I had teachers that were actively saying, we're not going to listen to this guy. We're not going to listen to this Yankee. We, we don't, uh, he doesn't know us. He doesn't know what we're up against. He doesn't know these kids. He doesn't know this community. He doesn't know this school. He doesn't know what we need. And I was in rinse and repeat, itty bitty schmitty mode. I was so focused on turning that place around by just trying to turn people into me that I lost sight of the amazing people that were there. Got myself to the place where one day I was on a back stairwell. I thought I was completely alone, crying. I was at the school, a back stairwell. I thought everybody was in class and I was just, I was overwhelmed. I was lost. I was crying. And a teacher ended up finding me on the back stairwell. And I'd love to tell you that the teacher came down, sat next to me, put their arm around me and said, this will be okay, Dave. But no, the teacher went on her way, went to her classroom. And the reason I know a teacher discovered me is because a half hour later, the superintendent showed up and sat down next to me because the teacher went back to her classroom, called the superintendent's office, didn't say, hey, somebody come over here and help Dave, called the superintendent's office and said, somebody needs to come get Schmidt out of here because he can't hang. Superintendent sat down next to me. We had this amazing talk where uh, he reminded me in a lot of different ways that my job wasn't to bring policies and procedures, but my job was to lead people. And until I started to amplify the voices of the amazing people that were there doing the right work, I was never going to find success. And there was a series of events, a series of stories. My life was shaken. My world was flipped upside down. I, I faced some amazing failures in that moment, some humbling, extremely vulnerable situations that changed me as a person, changed me as a leader, changed that school as a result. I was able to become a person that was more focused on listening and learning, a person that was more focused on amplifying others, a person who truly believed that uh, I wanted people to, to start to weigh in as opposed to buy in. And as a result, I was able to, to find success and happiness truly for the first time in just being a support and a cheerleader and uh, something that wouldn't have happened had I not failed, failed miserably. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. I just want to thank Dave for sharing such a impactful story. I know that that couldn't have been easy, and any leader that is coming in is going to have a difficult time to just get their feet wet and to learn the procedures and culture of a campus. That's always a difficult thing. And I've had to do that multiple times on various campuses and in various districts, but for Dave to go across the country, obviously you can hear in his voice that it was extremely powerful. Now, just three points that I want to make that came from the story that came to mind. One, Dave talked about creating itty bitty schmitties. And I think that's something that is very, very natural. I think we are drawn to folks that look like us, that have similar experiences or interests. And what happens though, is when we create people or hire folks that are just like us, then we don't find folks that challenge our ideas. They may have the same biases as us or have the same traditional practices that we are used to. And although that may seem comfortable, that is not going to challenge you as a leader. It's very important that you find a diverse team. And I've learned this firsthand. I know on in the interview process several times in regards to administrators, I've been drawn to certain folks and it's because maybe they're outgoing and have shared certain passions that they possess or maybe it's strengths that they have that are 
just like mine. And so it's, it's easy to have a conversation with those folks and get excited about potentially having them on the team. But I've been reminded from various leaders that that may not actually be what our team needed at the time. And although that was hard to hear, it was extremely true. And we were able to find another candidate just as strong with strengths that were more beneficial to our campus and for our team and meshed extremely well, but then also had a very different perspective that really strengthened the culture of our admin team, our front office, and our campus. So that is one thing that I would highly recommend anyone listening to is to really be intentional about the hiring of teammates, of teachers, and that have many different experiences, different ideas, different thought processes, and then also are able to challenge ideas from the team. I'm gonna pause for a moment and let you know that this episode is also brought to you by Papa Rob's Coffee. This is by far my favorite coffee in the world because it is incredibly fresh and tastes amazing. Head over to paparobscoffee.com to see the many varieties of wonderful medium and dark blends. And when you check out, don't forget to use the code ASPIRE15 to get 15% off your entire order. Just a reminder, this code is only for you, the Aspire to Lead listener, so make sure you are using it to get 15% off your order. Now, back to the episode. The second piece I want to talk to is what Dave was talking about, about coming in and thinking that he was going to have all of the ideas and essentially be Superman on that campus. I, for one, have done this and have completely failed, completely burned out. And if you're thinking you're going to be the Superman or the Superwoman to a new campus or maybe you got a promotion within the same campus, I can assure you that if you think you're the only one that has these wonderful ideas and these wonderful strategies that are going to turn around a campus, you are going to burn out. You are going to exclude other people and have a negative reaction to your leadership. And this is exactly what happened on my campus, especially when I was a dean of students. I thought I was going to come in and be the answer to all of the problems. And what I found was that I was working insane hours. It wasn't healthy for myself. It wasn't healthy for my family. It also created a precedent that I was expecting everybody to work insane hours. So I was sending emails late at night and on weekends. I was staying on campus till the evening and waking up super early and being the first one on the campus the next morning. And uh, what really occurred was I was taking on everyone's problem and putting it on my back and trying to work harder to have this perception that I was able to fix any problem that was provided to me. And I mean, it's similar to, and I, I've said this before, you know, the halftime show with the lady that's spinning the plates on all of these different posts. And, you know, she's running around and touching every single plate so they don't fall. And what I did was I just had too many plates in the air and I wasn't able to touch every single project. And what, what happened was that the plate fell or the project fell apart or I disappointed someone or the expectation that it would be solved didn't occur. And I felt like I was apologizing constantly saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't have time to do that. Or I forgot or, you know, fill in the blank with the excuse. And then it started to be this negative perception about, oh, you know what, he'll say he'll do this, but he really won't do it. He doesn't have time or he's taking on too much. And although I thought I was trying to be helpful and I was trying to be essentially the savior to everyone, what was occurring was that there was a negative perception of the amount that I was taking on and that I wasn't going to follow through on certain projects or 
certain problems and that's not what anyone wants. So I would just let you know that you can't be Superman, you can't be Superwoman, but you need to lean into other people, which kind of goes to the first point, which is the diverse team. So point number three here is that you need to lean on other folks, which is very, very hard, especially if you're new into leadership, but you have to delegate. You have to let go of certain things because you can't do it alone. So who is your team? Who are people that you can lean on? What can you let go of or delegate to other folks so you can still be a part of the project, but you can also empower other folks? And that's what I did in several different things. I can think off the top of my head, we had a attendance issue with absences and tardies and whatnot. And before I was trying to do it all my own and trying to create these plans with the students and the parents and taking them to truancy court and doing all these things and wasn't benefiting anyone based on the traditional system. So what I did was I brought a team together and asked the staff who wants to problem solve this with me. And we took some time after school, uh, spent about an hour of just really intentional focus on certain aspects of the attendance policy and broke it down and reconstructed it. And I can tell you that the energy at the end of the meeting was so much better because the people that were passionate about this topic and wanted to see it turned around were extremely creative, innovative, and the plan that was constructed by the committee or by this group of people was far better than anything I could have done myself. Now, I helped facilitate that conversation, but by no means did I build the plan and By no means was I going to execute the plan by myself. So the power of the people and empowering those around actually allowed a much better outcome than I could have done by saying, oh, I'm going to take it on myself. Oh, I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm going to be Superman. So just to review the three points. One, make sure that you are not creating itty bitty shibitties like Dave was saying. You need a diverse team. Two, you are not a superhero. You cannot do it alone. And three, make sure you're leaning on your team, empower others around you, and make sure that you're able to delegate because it is not healthy for you to try to solve all the problems. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. If you need support in any way, please reach out at joshua at teachbetter.com. Let me know how I can support you in any way. And of course, I appreciate everything that you do for education, for your campus, your district, your community. You are making a difference every single day, and I just appreciate that you are taking some time to learn through these failure files.